Hi everybody. Peace and grace unto you all. I greet you in the name of our Lord and Father Jesus Christ. Um welcome to the word by Michelle. And this morning I'd like us to share a thing or two. But before I get started, um let's dive quicker into the word. Let's all open up the book of Hebrews chapter Hebrews chapter 5 verses 8 to 10 Hebrews chapter 5 <clears throat> verses 8 to 10 it reads though he was a son yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered verse 9 and having been perfected he became an author of eternal salvation to all who obeyed him to all who obey him verse 10 called by God as high priest according to the order of Melchizedek praise be to God yeah welcome everybody it's a lovely morning in Uganda beginning of the week monday and today it is not scorching hot as always so it's the perfect day to sit outside um i had a lovely time in the presence of the lord this morning and um he shared some words with me that i found so so encouraging and i'd like to share with everybody out there um let's humble ourselves for our opening prayer father i thank you so much for this day that you have made i thank you so much for the month of march i thank you for what you have got packaged for us for april i'm in your presence today because of your grace and mercies Thank you so much for the word that you have put on my heart to share with your people. I thank you for everybody that's listening out there. And I pray that by the time we're done with this podcast, your people will be delivered. The Bible says that you sent forth your word, and your word healed them and delivered them from destruction. As I share this word, use me as a tool. Use my words to point to the word of God, the unadulterated word of God that brings deliverance unto your people. Father open up the ears of everybody that's listening to me give them the ears of the learned to pick out exactly that which you need them to pick out so that your name will be glorified in everybody's life in Jesus mighty name we have prayed amen and amen hey <laughs> it's awesome to be back it's awesome to be back i have been reading about um i mean the book of hebrews and uh i quite love it because it's um I'm getting a better understanding of who Jesus Christ is um um and it's superseding whatever I understood in the first four gospels of um the New Testament the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. Hebrews Hebrews goes above and beyond and um it's a book that I'd recommend for everybody to read if you are a Christian, if you are even if you're not. Guys, there's something about the Bible. And this is another revelation that I got about 3 weeks ago. The Bible is not for born again people only. The Bible is not for Christians only. I'm not sure who came up with the with the name Bible, but in the early days it was referred to as the book of the law. And what is the book of the law? This is a book that's full of um the laws which we are to abide by in order for us to have a good life. Praise King Jesus. So everybody is welcome to read this book, the book of the law, the Bible. whether you're a muslim, a christian, or whatever you wish to call yourself because when all is said and done we all look to god, right? The muslims refer to him as Allah, 
uh, Christians God and we all love Jesus yeah we just I don't know who came up with these denominations but I have come to a realization that it's all about God it's all about Jesus that's why um, I like that when the Holy Spirit leads me I don't target anyone in specific like in particular but it's, it's for everybody out there I don't specifically speak to Christians but for everybody out there because um, it's what Jesus would love yeah he came for everybody the Jews and the Gentiles praise King Jesus so the words that I speak to you today are for everybody out there and I pray that by the power of the Holy Spirit it helps everybody that listens in praise King Jesus today I want to talk about suffering <laughs> All of us at some stage in our lives have gone through some sort of suffering, yeah? And um, there's a person out there, I'm speaking to somebody out there that's probably still lying in bed. They don't feel like getting out of bed. And then there's that, because of a, a situation that's um, considered like, a, a, like they're suffering, you know? They feel like they're struggling. What is suffering? It's, it's that emotion that you get when you feel like things are not working out. Things are not going in the way that they should. And, and it brings about a certain type of pain. Praise King Jesus. There's a person out there that's going through something. But despite everything that they're going through, you got up this morning. You dressed up. You did your hair. You put on your makeup and you showed up. You showed up to work. You showed up to church. You showed up to wherever you're supposed to be. Um, I just want to let you know that Jesus is here. You're not alone. <laughs> and um, most importantly, I want to say that suffering is good. Praise King Jesus. <laughs> Honestly, times like this, I wish I had a real audience. Like I could see people's faces. I want to see your reactions, yeah? Um, suffering is good. There's, um, there's two ways to suffer, Yeah. You can suffer in Christ or outside of Christ. But what's important is you understand why you're suffering. Because when you understand why you're suffering, then it's not too bad. Yeah? If you understand the source of your suffering, the, the beginning and the end of it, it's not as bad. And, and the only way to understand the genesis of your suffering and the end of it is in Christ. That's why I hope that everybody out there that I'm speaking to will end up getting into Christ, accepting Christ as their Lord and Savior so that they can have a deeper revelation of the situation that they're going through because these situations are here to polish us, want you, want you not. Yeah, It's just easier when you know. I think I gave us an example on this um, platform some time back, but Jesus came down to earth and, and he, he went through a thing or two. He spent the entire time of his life with the person that would end up killing him, Judas Iscariot. But Jesus knew from the get-go, according to the book of John, in the early chapters, he knew that it was John that would kill him. But he didn't chase him away. He stayed with John all the way to the end. And when, then when he was handing the 12 disciples over to God, he said, Dear Lord, the ones that you sent me to get, I, I give back to you the 11 except for the one that was meant to be lost so jesus journey was easy because he knew jesus suffered but he knew why he was on earth he knew his purpose and he knew that judas iscariot judas calling 
was to make sure that Jesus dies. And because Jesus knew that, Judas was not a threat. Praise King Jesus. I know, I know, I have not taken you in, into any scriptures. Um, I want you to read the book of John if you want to get what I just said to you now. If you're too busy to read, but you intend to read later, maybe you can watch the movie of the book of John. It's a very good one. Yeah? But what, am I, what I meant to pull out was, Jesus suffered, and the entire time when he suffered, from the beginning he knew that Judas was here to send him to the cross. But Judas was just a tool that God used to send um, Jesus to the cross. Praise King Jesus. And because of that, Jesus was able to stay with Judas because he knew. Like, there's nothing as good as knowing. The Bible says people perish for lack of knowledge. Why did I bring that example? I talked about two types of suffering. Suffering outside of Christ and suffering in Christ. There's a person out there, you're seated in your boutique, your shop, your business, and there's some sort of suffering that's going on right now. And the frustrating part is not knowing where it all ends, not knowing what caused it, not knowing if it's for the right, for, for good, not knowing whether to stop this business and get on to the other. Why? Because you are directing your own path. I want us to be that person that's going through some stuff, but knowing <laughs> that it's all for a good cause I can't believe we're running already to Romans chapter 8 I had no intention of going there but the Holy Spirit normally when we start um, this podcast we like to be led by the Spirit so I'll just go as the wind blows me praise King Jesus Romans chapter 8 verse 28 it says and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God to those who are called according to his purpose. Praise King Jesus. See, I talked about suffering. So if you're suffering Christ, if you're suffering in Christ, this is the part where you pick on Romans 8:28 and you say, I know that all things are working together for me because for good. Because I love God and I am called according to his purpose. I am suffering, but it's working together for good because I love God. Yeah, verse 29. For he for whom he knew, no, 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 we don't have to go as verses, um, as far as verse 29. Praise King Jesus. So let's go back to um, our subject at hand. Eh? Suffering in and outside of Christ. Ah, Holy Spirit, please help me. I know we're all over the place for now. But by the time I'm done, we shall have gotten there. Praise King Jesus. So we're in the book of Hebrews, chapter 5, verses 8 to 10. So I'll break it down. But before I break it down, perhaps I need to give you a, a little. Um, I need. I need. I need us to be aligned. I need us to. We're talking about suffering. I need your heart to be joined with my heart. I want us to be in the same spirit as you listen to this, so that it makes sense. I remember. I remember in um, 2020 when I lost. Uh, when I lost my mom, it was a sudden death, yeah? She went, she, she got ill for only three weeks and, and then she was gone. But um, I was blessed so much because I was in Christ. So God had been speaking to me about, he spoke once or twice, in fact thrice, that he was taking her. But you know, when you love somebody so much, you, you know, you say, oh, oh no, you know, I'll pray for her. I'll cry out to the Lord. And um, 
sometimes you mis- misinterpret the message to suit what you want it to be. I think that's happened to a lot of Christians. Praise King Jesus. But what I remember is, um, first of all, I'm so thankful for the grace that the Lord gave me to get through that part so so smoothly. He surrounded me with very, very um, a strong um, team of friends who, who saw me through that time, and I'm so thankful for them as well. Friends in Christ. Um, but um, there's this um, a friend of mine, this um, one lady, she said to my sister Maureen, when Maureen said to her, oh, guess what, Michelle lost her mom and we need to go to the funeral. So this lady responded um, and then she said, but, but that, that, that Michelle has suffered so much. What does God want from her? <laughs> the girl that made this statement, I am amazed because I know she's not so much into Christ, but that statement was heavy and scriptural and it sent me laughing like it's the best comfort I received um, during that time. Because even me, I, I tried to get out of my skin because the Lord was gracious, you know. He gave me the strength to go through it without feeling very sorry for myself. But um, but I, I've never stopped thinking about um, that statement. Like, Michelle has been through so much. What does God want from her? And, and, and from where she was coming at the time, my son was not well. And everybody that's a parent out there knows, like, um, anyone that touches your child, they literally touch the apple of your eye. So I think she was thinking to herself, I don't think for one minute that I can put on Michelle's shoes. But God was good and um, he still is good. I went through that, 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 that period of my life and um, later on, uh, God gave me a new mother, right? Um, and, and a new dad. <laughs> and the way that happened was so amazing. I'll give you that story as well. But I have a new mom now. I have a lot of moms, but there's a specific one, as in a word straight from God that Michelle, this is your mother. Okay? Um, there's a lady that I used to pray with from back in the like early 20, early lockdown 2020. My mom died in October 2020, but I met this lady in um, March 2020. And uh, I'd never seen her. We used to pray over the phone because it was lockdown. We had an altar where there's different people in Uganda, different parts of Uganda. All of them were pastors. And then for some reason, I was thrown onto that altar to lead it, possibly to polish me for where God is taking me. Praise King Jesus. So I met a lot of um, people that, some of whom I've never seen until now. But this lady stood out. She stayed in touch and, and she even after I left the altar, she would call me and um, ask me how I'm doing. And then when my mom was not well in hospital, she would call me and um, pray with me. She's such a lovely lady. I think she's the first one God used to tell me. She gave me a message that literally meant, your mom's not going to come out of hospital. And, and up to now, she and I laugh about it because she tells me, uh, Michelle, I've never met anybody that has so much faith. God told her to tell me. My mom is not coming back. This is a week before my, my late mother died. And I said to her, let's pray. <laughs> I've seen God change um, his mind sometimes. Well, until my mommy left and now she's in heaven. And I thank God that my actual mom is in heaven. My biological mom is in heaven. But I want to talk about this lady and how she became my mom in that period. So, um... My mother died, my late mother died, uh, 
two months before my wedding, I set up my wedding. My In Uganda, when we do uh, wedding ceremonies, we start with the introduction part. The introduction part is where you take your fiancé to your family to meet them, yada, yada, yada. And then after that, you can do the wedding ceremony. So my late mother passed away three weeks to my introduction ceremony. And what does the good Lord tell me? Michelle, do not change the debts. <laughs> okay? The debt still stays um, 20 something. Or was it the 19th? I don't remember. But God was so gracious. He put, up, he put a very strong team to stand with me during my introduction. And I'll never stop being thankful to somebody I have never even Oh, I don't want to get emotional. Sorry, guys. Uh, my cousin, my cousin at the time, who is now my pastor, Isaac, he was very supportive. Isaac Chiwewesi, God bless you so much. So anyway, um, yeah, God put up a very strong team to stand with me during that. Guys, we're talking about suffering as you enjoy this story, right? So I went ahead with the introduction ceremony. It was colorful. And if you're Ugandan and you've attended these gigs, you know there's so much about dressing up, smiling, dancing for the guests. And and by the grace of God, <laughs> I did it all. But then for the guys, uh, my, my um, relatives, people from my mother's side who know what happened three weeks ago, that we buried my late mom only three weeks ago, some of them had sad faces. Other people had tears in their eyes. I hope there was a, there was. I hope it was tears of joy. I think others were feeling sorry for me, but God was there, and He was perfecting me. He was doing something for His good purpose. And four weeks after that, we went through with the wedding. So mine is a crazy life, <laughs> but um, things happened to me that only Jesus only Jesus can explain. <laughs> no human person can explain. In fact, I've learned not to run to human beings with my problems. Like, by the time I go to a human being, I have already been to the throne of grace. And by the time I go to any human being with an issue, they are already confirming what God told me about an issue. Praise King Jesus. But it, it's, it's, it is because that the suffering in courts that I've been through has perfected me to a certain level of listening to God and obeying Him and walking in faithfulness. And and, and um, it's perfected me. The suffering has perfected me, right? So I wanted, I wanted to bring out um, an example of suffering that I've been through. But and what, I'm what I'm talking to you about happened in 2020. We are now in 2022 and I look back the only time I got, I mean, the only reason why I got emotional a few seconds ago while talking to you was I was relieving the moment or what could have been the pain or the joy. But right now, it's a different ballgame. It's a different ballgame. It seemed like suffering at the time, but now when I look back, it's actually glory. I can see the glory of the Lord. But my cousin hosted my introduction ceremony and took care of a lot of things for me together with with um the beautiful team his team at um Kansanga Miracle Center Church and um little did I know that that's where God wants me to minister so he was simply networking me with them 
And now when I look back, I'm thinking God is so perfect. Everything works together for good if your ear is inclined to listen to the Lord's instructions. Because in fact, before the death of my mom, God told me, I need your wedding to be at that church. I did not know that he was ushering me into ministry in that specific church. Why am I sharing all of these things? You are going through something. You are suffering. But your suffering is not for death. Your suffering is for the glory of God. So I want us to break this down. Let us go back to the scripture at hand. Hebrews chapter 5 verses 8 to 10. It reads, now this is the example of Jesus. Praise King Jesus. I need us to understand <laughs> that you're not the first. I need you to understand you're not the first. I, 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 I know now I'm not the first person to suffer. And I have seen my suffering leads, leading to glorious things. Praise King Jesus. I have seen my suffering positioning me in the church ministry. I have seen my suffering positioning me in a workplace. I have seen my suffering positioning me in communities. And, and now I know that when I see suffering coming my way, I'm not so quick to feel sorry for myself. It's a simple case of, Father, where are you taking me? Father, what are you doing? What are you teaching me? Where are we going? Yeah? And and you see, that's what makes us Christians. And I'm speaking to you, if you are not a Christian, let me explain what a Christian is. A Christian is a follower of Christ, right? So if you are a Christian, expect to suffer. Praise King Jesus. Because you are of Christ. Okay, let me give you an example. If you are from Uganda, you are a Ugandan. If you are from Italy, you are Italian. Like there's no two ways about it, right? If you are a Christian, then you are from Christ. The challenge is, is a lot of Christians like to call themselves Christians but they don't want to qualify for the title. And how do you qualify? Everything Jesus went through, we go through. Praise King Jesus. For example, the suffering that I want to talk about is the one that leads you into something good. Ministry, for example. Praise King Jesus. Now, Christ who we follow also suffered. He went through a lot, yeah, to get the position that he is in now. Um, if we do Hebrews, let, let's read quickly. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 5. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 5 reads, So also Christ did not glorify himself to become high priest. Praise King Jesus. Like Jesus didn't choose himself to be a high priest. He was chosen by God. And what did God say? According to verse 5, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 6. He goes ahead to say, as he also says in another place, he is God. Hmm? As God also says in another place, you are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. Now, what is the order of Melchizedek? Perhaps that's what we should capitalize on. There's two types of priests, right? Why am I talking about priesthood? Suffering is meant to drive you into some sort of priesthood. And, and don't, don't tell me, if you're not in ministry and priesthood does not ring a bell to you, maybe you should think about it in terms of the suffering that you're going through at work is driving you or leading you into a managerial position. Praise King Jesus. <laughs> so let's, I, think, I think that um, simplifies it. So let's carry on um, with reading um, Hebrews chapter 5. 
verse 7. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll go back to verse 5. So, also Christ did not glorify himself to become a high priest, but it was God who said to him, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Verse 6. As God also says in another place, You are a priest according to the order of Melchizedek. There's two types of priests. There's the priests according to... Um, if you're from the tribe of um, the Levites, like Aaron, yeah? If you were born a Levite, you automatically qualify to be a priest. But then there's people like you and I and Jesus, right? Like we are not from the Levitical priest um, lineage. So we are priests according to the order of Melchizedek. But we don't choose ourselves. God chooses us. Praise King Jesus. And how does he choose us? Hebrews 5, 7. So Christ, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up, offered up prayers and supplication with vehement cries and tears to him, who was able to save him from death and was hard because of his godly fear. Though he was, uh -huh, though he was um, a son, yet he leaned, no, he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. Praise King Jesus. Okay, now we are talking about Jesus. How did Jesus become a high priest? Jesus suffered. Why mustn't you be afraid of suffering? Because him who you follow also suffered. Are we putting the dots together? Are we dotting the I's? Are we crossing the T's? Do you, are you understanding me? Praise King Jesus. Yeah? So Christ suffered. Jesus came down as flesh. You know, Jesus is spirit. He came up from heaven. He came down on earth. Yeah? John chapter 1 verse 1. Yeah? And then he became flesh. Praise King Jesus. Now, the flesh suffers. For as long as you have a body, you automatically qualify for suffering. Now, for Jesus to go through suffering, he had to come as flesh into Mary's womb and then baby Jesus and then everything else all the way to the cross and back in the spirit on the right-hand side of the Father. Praise King Jesus. But while he was here, Scripture has told us that in the, in the days of his flesh, he, offer, he offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears to him who is able to save him from death. Praise King Jesus. So guys, <laughs> Jesus prayed, okay? Jesus prayed. And when Jesus prayed, he was hard because of his godly fear. Now, I want us to pay special attention to fear. Okay, godly fear. Jesus' prayers was answered because he had godly fear. We shall get back to that. Praise King Jesus. So, like verse 8 explains to us that even though Jesus was a um, son of God, like he's so special, I want you to think of, for example, the president's son. President's son is expected to live a fancy life, you know, an entourage of nine cars, fly to wherever, whenever you want money i mean that's the assumption we have i do not know the guy closely all i know is he is the president's son and by virtue of that i assume that he's got a good life that's what earthly sons of kings go through right but here we are being told that jesus went through suffering jesus had to pass through suffering even though he is the son of god yeah and he jesus went through suffering so that he can learn obedience that's what verse 8 talks about. That though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. This is where I'm, I'm drawing us to. Michelle, the things that I have suffered have taught me obedience. 
And now I want to talk to you out there. Are you suffering? Chances are yes, because you, you are in flesh. You, you have got a body. Different things affect you. People hurt you. They say words about you. They rob your money. They steal your property. Whatever it is, you go through some sort of suffering. But this suffering is meant to teach you obedience because this is what it did to Jesus Christ. Yeah? The, the suffering that you go through is meant to teach you obedience. How does it teach you obedience? It perfects you according to verse 9. Verse 9 says, And having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation. Praise King Jesus. So your suffering, please, purpose not to suffer for nothing. Purpose not to cry for no apparent reason. I want you to suffer knowing that your suffering is leading to something glorious. Yeah, your suffering should perfect you so that you can become an author of salvation like Christ whom we follow. Yeah, Jesus suffered so that we may have eternal life. Yeah, the last days of Jesus was so, so horrendous. He's with his friends in the wherever they are chilling and Judas comes with the gang that's meant to kill him. And then they take him away like he's a peasant like us. And then he's taken over there. And then the people have to decide who should we kill, Jesus or Barnabas, you, you know, Barabbas. So, guys, uh, if you want to, to see so much how Jesus suffered, I think the worst Jesus movie, the most emotional one I have watched is um, A Passion of the Christ. I think it's, yeah, Mel Gibson. The guy was giving strokes. I wa when I watched it, I wasn't even born again. I remember it was a cinema in Surrey Keys, London. All of us were in there and we left <laughs> with tears and mucus all over the place. Like, whoa, that guy has suffered. Then I did not know Christ. All I know is he was really proper, proper, proper beaten up like a lot of sticks. Praise King Jesus. So he suffered. Why did he suffer? So you and I could have eternal life. So you're there, out there suffering. But I need you to understand, why are you suffering? If you take a closer look at your suffering and you direct it towards Christ and you start to involve God in your suffering, how? Through reading the Bible and relating your suffering to the suffering in Scripture, you'll realize that your suffering is actually very good. It's perfecting you. Yeah, it's, a perf it's, it's perfecting you to, some, to something that's eternal, something that's long-lasting. Jesus wants to do a good job in you, but he has to train you. I, I started earlier by saying, if you, if you say you're a Christian, then uh, I think it's best you walk the talk, you know? If, uh, you know, we like to, to talk about only the good things. Oh, Jesus came so we may have life and have it fully. These are the details of the life. You, you pay for it. He, Jesus paid it all at the cross, but we also have a certain, uh, um, certain steps we have to go through to qualify as his children. Huh? Uh, verse 9 says that having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. So our duty is to obey Christ. Why do we obey him? He worked for it. He suffered for it. Yeah. After going through all of that, he suffered he humbled himself to the point of death and now he sits at the right hand side of the father. So now us guys have to obey Jesus. Everything. Have you ever asked yourself why we pray in the name of Jesus? He worked for it. <laughs> have you, let me, let, let me relate to this to, um, to the work environment. Do you have that um, director or manager who nothing happens unless the, their signature is on a document? An invoice will not go out unless the head of finance has approved the email. 
this will not a loan for example the loan will not be approved until so and so has a signature on it it's because they worked to get into that position and they will tell you it was not all rainbows and butterflies there was some price to pay they studied day and night and and they had to look for tuition or they, 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 there's got to be a price somewhere for them to 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 be able for for us to obey them that person who is the director of where you work they didn't just wake up and and sit there they went through something some sort of suffering to be perfected to put in that to be put in that position so that every banknote can have their signature on it every letter can have a, 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 their signature as um authority the authorization praise king jesus so even us now we have to obey jesus yeah verse 10 jesus was called by god as high priest according to the order of melchizedek so the revelation i have got is if you are going to be a priest according to the order of melchizedek you have to embrace your suffering look at it in detail and draw come to a conclusion that your suffering is bliss because we are not of the priestly lineage of the levites like aaron yeah it is only through suffering that we are led to to, to perfection let me break it down for um, a born again out there something happened to you for example and you always have to go to church to pray about it and you've had this same prayer point for a long time and you're thinking but why is this not moving why is god not answering he is he is and between when you join church and now you will notice that he's done a, a, a lot of good things but still hasn't touched that subject which you're passionate about remember he knows our hearts so he knows that thing which you like the most and he's left that pending so that what so that he perfects you that so-called suffering that you're going through is for perfection it's meant to lead to perfection so that you can become a priest according to the order of melchizedek it is what qualifies you for that next big role praise king jesus Hmm? suffering which perfects is what gives us the direct line to god according to what we just read here that when jesus prayed for us verse 7 of hebrews said that in the days of his flesh he offered up prayers and supplication with vehement cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death and was hard because of his godly fear so suffering is supposed to bring godly fear into your life yeah so that when you fear God, what is to fear God? To do good, do what pleases God, hate evil. So when you get, so this suffering, in, in, to cut the long story short, it perfects your relationship with Christ, right? So you went to church because, for example, you have a broken leg and you want to walk again. So you're focusing on all oh, this leg must be fixed. But in the process, God is thinking, no, I want to perfect my relationship with you. I want you to perfect your relationship with me. Keep seeking me. And severally, he gives you dreams and messages and prophecies of, oh, I had a dream when you were walking and you, don't, you didn't need your sticks anymore. So in the spiritual realm, you are already healed. But in the physical, you still need those walking sticks. What is Jesus doing? He's holding you on a leech so that he can perfect you. That's what God is doing. He's holding on to you so that he can perfect you, so that your suffering can lead to you being a director, a president, a priest, according to the order of Melchizedek. Praise King Jesus. There's somebody out there. Saul is on the throne. You're a David that's out there in the bushes, chasing lions and killing them and eating honey and whatever it is. So that when he's done perfecting you, you become the king and people ask, how did that happen? 
there's a lot of people that God is raising in the background. In the back, God is doing some background work. God, He's got that seven thousand people He's working on. He's working on them so much that they have stopped to look for material things and they're looking at uh, the, the the spiritual gifts. They're looking at God. They don't care if they have money. All they care about is what does God want. Like they fear God so much, and it is such people that God listens to their prayers like he would listen to Jesus. And up to now, we pray through Jesus' name. And up to now, Jesus is our greatest intercessor. He sits at the right hand. When I sit down here and pray about something, if I'm walking according to his laws, he'll, he'll whisper to God and say, please make this happen for Michelle. Praise King Jesus. Yeah? Because through suffering, we have learned to obey. <laughs> That's what I've been saying. You learn what God wants and what he doesn't want. And you come closer. I don't want you to suffer. I'm speaking to that suffering person out there that's already in Christ and one that's hoping to come into Christ. Don't let your suffering be for nothing. It should be training you to have a better relationship with God. And when you have a relationship with God, you can hear from him. And when you can hear from him, you can, you can obey him. The life of a Christian is all about obedience. If you have been stagnated in one position for two years, you have become fixtures and fitting in a church. You're not moving backwards or forwards. You are just there. Perhaps your ears are blocked. Are you listening? Because until you start to listen and obey, you're going to be in that position forever. And you don't want to become that frustrated Christian that falls off the wagon and you start saying to people, oh, that stuff does not work. You have not opened up your ears. You have paid so much attention to your suffering. You have not looked at the author and finisher of your faith. Praise King Jesus. Hmm? Even Jesus, even though a son had to pass through the same. So, excuse me, Michelle, out there. If you were a Christian, accept to be like Christ. If he suffered, accept to suffer. But Jesus knew what his suffering was leading to. He knew the purpose of his life. You best know the purpose of your life. I, I started by sharing Romans 8:28 randomly, but I thank the Holy Spirit. It all makes sense now. That everything that's happening to you is for good as long as you love God. How do you love God? You love God by fearing, by, by, by fearing him and not doing evil. Praise King Jesus. Hmm? I embrace my suffering because it's only for a little while. This suffering is meant to be a training. The sooner you start to hear from God, the shorter your suffering process, the, your suffering journey, length of your suffering. Praise King Jesus. And how do you do it? Uh, at this um, platform, I always tell you guys, read your Bibles. Read the book of the law. Know what to do and what not to do so you don't piss God off. When you're continuously in your Bible, you hear from him all the time. You don't wait to go to put your head down and, and get a dream and say, oh, God said this. He speaks to you every time you open your Bible. He speaks to you. He's always waiting for your alone time so he can tell you what he wants you to do next. Right? And, and when you start to understand his ways, when you learn to separate the precious from the vile, then you won't suffer that much. Praise King Jesus. Because he promises says that um, our suffering is not for a long time. The training is not that long. Praise King Jesus. Let's run quickly to First Peter um, chapter 5 verse 10. First Peter. That's in the New Testament. The, very, the last few pages, eh? the last few chapters before Revelation. First Peter chapter 5 verse 10. And it reads, where is it? Aha. Uh -huh. 
but uh-huh, it reads but may the god of all grace who called us to his eternal glory by christ jesus after you have suffered a while perfect you establish you strengthen you and settle you praise king jesus i'll break the scripture down for you okay it is saying that may the god of all grace why god is so gracious whatever you're going through he will give you the grace i explained that to you when i lost uh um my my late mom the grace was there oh i was meant to tell you the story of how i met my new mom like officially <laughs> should we look into that before we proceed i hope i can i can bring us back to where i wish there was somebody here to remind me but yeah we shall come back to first peter chapter 5 um verse 10 but first let me give you a story so i lost my mom and then minutes later i got married and uh, marriage is uh, quite another ball game an issue here or there uh, i've been brought up as a single i've been a, i've been a single lady for the longest and now i am supposed to act um, as a wife and it's all new to me there's a lot i have to learn and then i have to get used to my husband to learn who he is yeah the whole shebang praise king jesus so one evening uh, my husband we had an argument we had a uh, it was a bad one actually it wasn't an exchange i don't remember what he did to me but instead of fighting back i i, I ran out of the house this this was 11 p.m. i ran out of the house and um i, I got into the car and i drove up to um so we up to a mountain we're living in akrait right in um akrait on entebbe road there's a beautiful hill where if you stand on top of it you can see lake victoria a lot of lights it's a beautiful view during the day but even nicer in the night because the lights are so beautiful and every time i drive past that place i think to myself oh i see a lot of jesus in this place because uh, it kind of replaces the creation story for me the land the sea the trees and then at night i think to myself oh so many lights jesus is the light of the world so for me every time i i i, I drive past that place i see my jesus in that specific spot so when my husband pissed me off it was in the night i said you know what let me go look for jesus i went to see my angels why did i drive out of the house during that time i was reading matthew chapter 4 and meditating a lot on it yeah and according to what i read um the devil tempted um jesus it was it three times if you think you're the son of god turn these stones into bread why don't you jump off this building then the angels catch you before you fall you know the, the, the tempter really disturbed jesus uh, when he went um, into the to fast for was it 40 days the fast that jesus had before his ministry right just go and read the book of matthew anyway matthew chapter 4 specifically what i learned from it is the the, the devil tempted jesus three times or was it four i don't recall now and i don't want to get there because i don't want us to lose our thought process but it is written that um after that the tempter left the devil left and then the angels of the lord came in and ministered to jesus so every time i went through something at home i would think to myself okay after i read that scripture i thought to myself okay one the devil that's one gone another trial i would think to myself two i was counting and then before i knew it we were getting to seven eight 
So I got upset. When I got upset with my husband that night, it wasn't very much my husband I was upset with. I was upset with Jesus. I was thinking, look, dude, for you, you only suffered four times, three times. And the Lord sent the angels to minister to you. What about me, Michelle? When will you send the angels? So I got into the car. Let me read that scripture for you in Matthew, just that verse, Matthew chapter 4. You know, I like to tell a juicy story with evidence. Eh? Matthew chapter 4. Uh-huh. Satan tempts Jesus. <laughs> Matthew chapter 4, verse 11. Then the devil left Jesus, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. For me, that is the verse that, that, that really, really drove home. So I sat there and I said, but look here, Jesus, I have read you were only tempted three or four times. Why are you waiting for me to be tempted nine times? I got into the car and I said to Jesus, I will drive up to the mountain. I want to see my angels ministering to me. So I drove the car to that spot and I parked there and I started to cry 11 in the night. And I was screaming, Jesus, where are the angels? Where are the angels? I can't, I can't take this anymore. This cross is too heavy. The cross is too heavy. So my, my, um, this lady, my, my mom that God has given me, she called me and she asked me, where are you? I, I was just crying into the phone. And I said to her, where are the angels? Where are the angels? Where are the angels? She said, what are you talking about? And I told her, he said, he said he'll send angels to minister to me. So she could not. It was all too much for her. I gave her a small, I didn't give her the details of the reason why I was upset, but I was simply screaming, where are the angels? Where are the angels? And then she gave me her pastor to speak to me. <laughs> and when I was crying, I, when I got onto the phone, I, I told him, the cross, the cross is too heavy. The cross is too heavy. And then he told me, my daughter, bring, let me carry it for you. Let me help you. Give me the cross. Let me help you. Guys, there's so much power when you have spiritual friends to run to during a trial. Because for me, when that man said that, I'd never met him, by the way. I felt the heaviness go off me. Next thing he's telling me, Michelle, go back home. I said, okay. So I started my car and drove back home. So in my entire marriage, I have attempted to run away once. And I, went, I only went as far as the um, top of the hill to find the angels. And I was sent back home. <laughs> I was sent back home. And I drove back thinking, oh, I didn't see the angels. Because I wanted to see some guys in white with wings on each side. They come and comfort me and say to me, okay, Michelle, it is well. No more suffering. And then I went home. But here's what's interesting. The very next morning, my mom called me. She's such a lovely lady. She called me. And I thought she was just following up on the situation from last night. And she said to me, Michelle, where are you? I said, I'm preparing for church. I don't want, even, I don't want to go to church because my eyes are so swollen. Those people look, will look at me and wonder what's wrong with me. And then she said to me, hold on, my pastor wants to speak with you. So I got onto the phone and this man told me, Michelle, God visited me last night. I have your message. Whatever you're planning to do today, I, I don't know what you do. I don't know where you minister. I don't know where you go to church. Find a way of being here. I said to him, no problem. I'll be there immediately. So I went to their church. And this is what this man told me. This is the message I have for you. God has told me, 
to become your father. So I said to him, do you mean spiritual dad? He said, no, not spiritual dad. You will be her father, just like Joseph was Jesus' father. In reality, in the flesh, Joseph is the baby father. He's um, Jesus' father. Yeah? But we all know Joseph did not um, sleep with Mary. Mary conceived Jesus by the Holy Spirit. But Mary is the husband of who? Sorry, Joseph is the husband of Mary. So this man explained to me, God said to me, from today henceforth, I am your dad, the way Joseph was a dad to Jesus. And that whatever attacks you, whatever plan the enemy has against you, he has to go through me first. I was like, wow, this is the angel I went to look for on the mountain, right? On, on top of the hill in Akrite. And then he said, and part of the instructions was for me to hug you right like a father would hug a daughter and guys in reality i don't have a dad he passed away way in primary five i don't even remember the emotions of that season praise king jesus i just know I'm, i don't have a dad physical dad anyway biological dad anyway and then he went ahead to tell me and this lady over here god has said this is officially your mom this is your mother <laughs> So I was so amazed that um, God sent the angels anyway to minister. And as I speak, this lady that is my mom right now, like she is so brilliant. She's, she's, um, she's the best mom I can have for the season that I'm in in my life because she's a great intercessor. And, and um, I can't function as Michelle. I need a, a support system. And it's good to know that someone out there, like she knows what's disturbing me before I even know it. She's the kind that would call me and tell me, Michelle, why do I feel this way? And then I explain to her how I am feeling. And then she says, park the car. We need to pray because I see that something is not right where you're headed to. That's the sort of mom that I need. Praise King Jesus. Anywho, the suffering. <laughs> We're talking about suffering. And suffering in Christ is not as bad as I have illustrated. I know somebody out there has a similar story. Or someone out there can uh, bring Christ into their suffering and then it won't be as bad. Praise King Jesus. Because right now I have parents. The biological ones are in heaven, but he's given me parents. God has given me angels who will hold me up on either side so that I don't hit my foot against any stone. Praise King Jesus. That's what he says in Psalm 91 verse 11 to 12. He says, The Lord shall send you the angels concerned with you to keep you in all of your ways. In their hands they'll lift you up so you don't hit your foot against a stone. And that's what's happened with my parents, those ones. And I send them my love with all of my heart. They've been daddy and mommy where I don't know when I last knew daddy love. My daddy is super awesome. For him, he'll just call me to tell me he loves me. Every morning I have a guaranteed WhatsApp message. Good morning, my daughter. I love you so much. My daughter, how are you? How are you? And when I have a problem, he's the one person I can cry for. You know, I have a lot of children and uh, I'm a support system to many. But there's times where when I also need support. So he's, he does a good role. He does a good role. He doesn't talk about scripture. He doesn't do anything. He just gives me his chest and I cry. <laughs> and after I have cried it out, I am okay. I'm ready to carry on. I know he prays for me a lot. Yeah, I bless the Lord. So I want us uh, to, talk, to, to go back to um, First Peter. Let's break down First Peter. Chapter 5. Verse, um, verse 10 it reads 
but may the God of your of all grace yeah the Lord that gives you the grace to go through what you have to go through right who called us to eternal glory by Christ Jesus who has let us go through whatever we go through but has given us Jesus to perfect us yeah mm-hmm. he is saying that after we have suffered a while in other words suffering is inevitable that's why I started this message by asking who of you out there is suffering and we concluded that we're all suffering in one way or another but now this scripture is saying that after we have suffered a while we shall be perfected this is where I wanted to come to suffering is meant to perfect us praise King Jesus how does it perfect us you get a problem you go to church you want God to solve it he's taking forever because you're looking at the problem and he's thinking no 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 that is nothing to me that need of yours is peanuts to me somewhere in the book of kings he says those are small small things in the sight of the lord yeah that is nothing that which you want from the lord is nothing instead he's let it happen so you can come to him so that he can perfect you Hmm? what is it that's stressing you what is it that you want so much he is saying i have got it everything in this world is mine i own the entire i created it all i can give you everything that you want but first i need to perfect you perhaps it's that unforgiving heart of yours that needs help yes i know you want this but work on your heart first maybe you have pride issues maybe you have anger issues he wants to perfect you first and after he has perfected you in the image of Christ what's going to happen he will establish you how the same bible says in um Isaiah 54 eh? in righteousness you will be established praise king jesus so he is perfecting you in righteousness so that you may be established what is to be established to be rooted to be secure praise king jesus and he's saying that after he has established you he will strengthen you which means that after you've been established after you've gotten what it is that you want from God it doesn't mean that you should take a trip to Bora Bora and lay by the beach with a cocktail drink for the rest of your life or board a trip by P&O ferries to travel around the world from the Caribbean to East Africa no it means you need to stay strengthened how do you stay strengthened you stay in the Lord yes you can take a trip around the world on a ferry but you best go with your bible you best leave Jesus in the picture because the devil is in the business of stealing killing and destroying which means if your suffering has not perfected you in the image of Christ and established you if God gives you any blessings or any riches he'll give you on Monday because he's like that he wants us to be fruitful and multiply but the devil will come in on Friday and steal everything praise king Jesus the devil is never too far away he's always waiting to to steal so as soon as you're established it's important that you are strengthened strengthened in the lord continuous presence in the lord do you have a problem you come to the lord is everything okay you come to the lord is anything bothering you pray about it is anything exciting you praise the lord about it when all is said and done the lord the lord the lord it's all about the lord and he's saying that after he strengthens you he will settle you praise king jesus i like the settling bit he'll settle you into that ministry he'll settle you into that marriage he'll settle you into that uh, that department that company but it starts with suffering so are you with me now when i say that suffering is good it's only been bad because you hadn't opened up your eyes to see where the suffering is leading you to praise king jesus suffering should lead you into having godly fear jesus prayed and supplicated where 
Jesus' prayers and supplications were heard because of his godly fear. Jesus had, had godly fear. In the book of John where I sent you to read or watch the movie, every time he always said to the people, I came here to do the will of my father. Like I don't do anything that I want. I do what God wants because I fear the Lord. Yeah? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. Praise King Jesus. Your suffering, which then perfects you into godly fear, is what we're looking at right now. And that's when your prayers will be heard. That's when your prayers will be heard. When your suffering has led you into fearing God. So are you so maybe this pending issue has not been taken away yet because your fear of the Lord is still lacking. Yeah? But when that is perfected, your prayers will be heard. Now, this is the priest according to the order of Melchizedek that we're talking about. And once again, I want you to think about your to bring your pastor in the picture. You pray about something, it doesn't work. So then you go seek your, your pastor to pray with you. Why? Because he has, he has gotten a breakthrough. He's got a direct line to the cross, to, to, to Jesus Christ. Because your pastor, he passed the test. Yeah? And he became a priest according to the order of Melchizedek. His prayers are hard. You are still work in progress. That's where you have to go back to your pastor to pray with you about something. Because he is hard by the Lord. Why? Because he, is, he fears the Lord. Again, be mindful. What is your pastor looking like? Is he also struggling like you? Then maybe he's still in the process. Even though he's doing what God... I am hoping it is God who sent him to pastor you. Right? But he is working towards something. Praise King Jesus. When you look at your pastor, do you see the nature of Christ? Do you see the nature and character of God? And when he prays for you, then, then God hears him. Praise King Jesus. Because he fears the Lord. Basically, only those who fear the Lord are hard. Praise King Jesus. Okay, we have the book of Romans, which, talk, which talks about um, the grace that we, you know, not by works, but, you know, it's by the Holy Spirit, you know, God helps us. Yes, there's that side as well. But there's also the qualification of what qualifies one to be a priest, what qualifies one's prayers to be heard. You will, you will accept with me that some people have more anointing than others. And they have, it's just, it is because they have been through what Jesus went through. Praise, praise King Jesus. Jesus feared God. Yeah? That's why... Everything that he did when he was here on earth was the will of God. Yeah? And ultimately, fearing God should stop you from sinning. Yeah? Your suffering should lead you to fearing God, and fearing God should stop you from sinning. That's in Exodus 20 20. If you find it so easy to sin, then probably your suffering is, uh, is, is just beginning. <laughs> it's not about to go anywhere because um, you haven't fully understood the mathematics of this gig. Praise King Jesus. Yeah? I think I recently spoke to you about these children of Israel. Um, let's do Exodus and chapter 20, verse 20. And Moses said to the people, Do not fear, for God has come to test you, and that his fear may be before you, so that you may not sin. <laughs> if we were to do a summary, the suffering you're going through is trying to push you to stop sinning. How's that? Why am I suffering? So that I may stop sinning. How does that work? My suffering is meant to push me to understand who God is, his nature and character, his likes and dislikes, 
when I find out what he doesn't like, I fear him. When I fear him, I don't do what he does not like. God is just like any other daddy. What daddy does not like, we do not do. We fear daddy in the house. Yeah? So God comes to test us. Why does he test us? In that trial that we're going through, that is the test. The suffering that we're going through is a test and what is the test so we may know to fear the Lord when you get to a point where before you open up your mouth to speak you're being prudent like how will that come out in the sight of the Lord before you make any decision you ask him like you fear the Lord basically you become a man after his own heart after God's own heart because you've understood what he likes and what he does not like and how did you get that experience through the suffering so isn't suffering so beautiful i believe it is i believe it is when you choose to walk the suffering with christ when you choose to walk your suffering journey with the bible with the book of the law there's countless people in the Bible that went through some suffering, but because they did it with God, they came out so, so major. I like to talk about Hannah. Hannah suffered. Hannah suffered to get pregnant. But now, after you read the book of um, 1 Samuel in detail, the first chapter, if you read it for yourself, you'll realize that Penny, Penina was never a bad lady. She was just a tool. She, the, the suffering that Hannah went through was mainly um was made up of um her co-wife her sorry her what's it called rival see these were two wives to one man penina and and hannah and penina was rude to hannah because hannah didn't have babies so penina was hannah's suffering and because of that hannah became a very prayerful lady and that suffering that suffering is what perfected hannah into being the mother of the best um prophet we ever had Samuel the the best prophet in the Bible yeah the best intercessor yeah so what is it that you need to bath your suffering is meant for you to give birth to something labor pains have never been simple childbirth has never been easy but it's knowing what you're bringing into this world that will keep you grounded until that baby has popped out praise King Jesus so from today my prayer is that um we all get busy with our Bibles or the book of the law. We get to read it and understand. There's nothing that you're going through that's not in the Bible. If you're broke as the Ten Commandments, there's so many laws about prosperity in the Bible. Please note, there are no keys to success. No, there's laws we need to follow. For example, if you stand with the poor, you will be rich. The Bible says the Lord is on the right-hand side of the poor. So if you have money and you're stashing it in the bank because apparently you're saving up and your neighbor hasn't had dinner for two nights, you're not, you're not going to get rich. God expects you to share with the poor for you to be prosperous. Show me a generous person and I'll show you a blessed person. Praise King Jesus. There's several laws. There's several laws in the Bible for every situation that you're going through out there. Just get busy with the book. Spend a bit of money. Buy it. Read it. The Holy Spirit will, will direct you. The Holy Spirit will guide you. Praise King Jesus. I'd like to share Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 as a conclusion. For those of you that are just getting acquainted with your Bibles and you need help to understand the word. 
this was my biscuit for a very very long time i'd open it up meditate on it pray through it before i read anything in the bible then it would help ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 it's a prayer that um, Paul said in Ephesus, it goes, eh? verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, in the knowledge of the word that you're reading, that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling as in your eyes will be opened up they'll be enlightened then you'll understand the word then when you get when you get to understand the word you will know your calling basically that what that which you're calling a problem is meant to push you into the calling that's upon your life and when you walk according to your calling according to your purpose in life what will happen you will have you will access you'll know what are the riches of his glory in his inheritance in the saints of his inheritance in the saints. Praise King Jesus. You will have all the riches that you've been struggling so hard for. The riches of glory. Yeah, the irreversible prosperity. You will know your purpose. Money will come naturally. Favor will come naturally after you walk according to the law, the book of the law. What this book says, the one he tells us about in Joshua chapter 1. Be bold and courageous. Do not turn to the left or to the right, but walk according to the book of the law. Read it. May it never depart from your lips. Meditate in it day and night. And then purpose to do what is in the law. Whatever it says, you do it. Whatever it says, you do it. And then you, Madam Listener, you, Mr. Listener, will make your way prosperous. Nobody has your prosperity. It is you. It's all about your hands opening the book of the law and reading and doing what it says. Praise King Jesus. <sighs> I'm done here. Thank you so much for listening to me today. And um, I'd like us to, um, first off, let's have an altar call for whoever would love to give their lives to Christ. Whoever, if you feel like you're tired of doing this gig on your own, suffering um, from 2019 to 20, wherever, or suffering from Monday to Friday, and you feel like you need Jesus to come and show you why you're going through what you're going through and where you're headed, put your hand on your chest. Repeat after me on your heart. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the message that I've heard. I thank you for answering my questions that have been disturbing me all this time. I invite you, Lord and Jesus, come into my life. I believe that you died for me. You came and died for my sins, and then you went back to heaven. I believe in you, Jesus. I believe in you. Remove my names from the book of death and write my names in the book of life. I believe that you died and rose again. My life has been dead, but I also believe that you will make it rise again. You'll bring it to life. In Jesus' mighty name I have prayed. Amen. Okay, guys, let's say a prayer. Father, I thank you for everyone that's listening out there. I thank you for all the trials that we have been through. I thank you for the trials that await us around the corner. Because today we have learned that everything we are going through is just a step to where you're taking us. I thank you so much that we are the ones you have chosen to go through whatever we have to go through in order for us to qualify as priests according to the order of Melchizedek. In order for us to qualify as children of Christ. Thank you so much for loving us. Today, we choose to shift our eyes from the suffering to you so that you can guide us and perfect us. Open up our eyes to understand everything that you're showing us. Open up our ears so we may hear 
Father, open up our eyes to hear so that we may obey, so that our suffering may not be for nothing. Help us to obey what you're telling us and then we can get to that place where we can wear many crowns like you did. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Thank you, everybody. It's been a bit of a long one, but I hope it was worth it. Have a lovely week. Bye-bye.